Well, good morning, everyone. Um, it's my great pleasure to be here for this conference. I actually sat where you were sitting back in 1997, which is starting to make me feel a little bit old, uh, when we were in York, Pennsylvania, and we were here for this conference. And I can tell you that while it was not better than prom night, it was a great experience. And I hope that all of you will enjoy this conference, and I hope all of you will get something very significant out of it. Um, when Dr. Jones asked me to do this, I, my first reaction was, really, you want me? Um, and I wasn't sure exactly uh, what I could bring to the table here for you today, but in thinking about it, I thought that perhaps I could share a few things that occurred during uh, my undergraduate years and since then uh, that have shown me that having a degree in sociology and the work that I've done within the field of sociology has paid great dividends in my professional life. Uh, when I was here as an undergraduate, as many of you have gone through classes, and it was introduction to sociology that hooked me and made me decide that I wanted to be a sociologist. It was great classes like social psychiatry taught by Dr. Gallagher that made me realize how far that sociology could take you into different fields. It was classes on criminology that seemed to have some relevance to the career path that I wanted to take. It was social research methods with Dr. Jones that taught me how to actually do social research and apply it. And ultimately, that helped me with research that we did as a team later on. It was having Dr. Knapp or sociological theory that challenged me in thinking as a student in sociology. But then, as a student, you sit there and you naturally wonder, how am I going to apply any of this in the real world? And I think one of the good things that I can tell you, and, and one thing that I can represent to you, is that as a person with a degree in sociology, you are employable. You will get a job. You will have great careers. You will have wonderful lives moving <coughs> forward because the foundation that you've received as a sociology student will be something that you will build on for years to come in whatever field you end up going into. Now, I was interested in doing research, and I was interested in seeing how academic research really, really worked. And I was fortunate enough to work on a number of actual research projects and to have those published and to work with a great team of professors here at Villanova. And while that was an extraordinary experience, I wanted to see how all of that was going to translate into the quote-unquote real world. And when I was a student here at Villanova, what I was really interested in, the thing that I was focused on the most that I uh, actually studied for a significant period of time and ended up being part of an, an honors uh, thesis, was the study of the topic of serial murder. And I've been fortunate enough to be able to come back and teach in Dr. Gallagher's class here every semester on that topic for a number of years. And in doing that research, I again wanted to see how I could possibly deal with that in the real world setting. When I was between my junior and senior year at Villanova, I was fortunate enough to get an internship with the FBI. And I was even more fortunate to get an internship where they sent me to the behavioral science unit at Quantico where they profile serial killers. So this was like the dream job for a sociology group, right? And I was totally excited about going down to Quantico and seeing the real thing, having watched Silence of the Lambs and having read all of these books about profiling. 
I wanted to go be an actual part of it. And this was the time where I felt I was actually going to take all of these things that I had been learning at school and applying them in a real world setting. So I went there and it was the most fabulous experience. I learned more than I ever could possibly imagine. I worked on real cases assisting agents in the preparation of profiles of real serial offenders, serial arsonists, serial killers, serial rapists all over the United States. Fascinating cases. I learned how to drive a car backwards through a serpentine, how to spin a car out doing a 180, and how to shoot just about every gun you could think of that the FBI has. This is really fun stuff during the course of the summer internship. But it was an opportunity for me to take what I had been learning in the classroom, aspects of some of the research that I had done with some of the professors here, and apply it in a very, very real world setting. And what I found was it was so rewarding to be able to actually take that and use it in that way. Now, as great of an experience as that was, there, there was a, a slight <laughs> downside. Uh, but you can look at it in two different ways. This uh, next part of the story could have been something that would have been devastating, or it was something that turned me towards the career path that I'm on now, which I'm very thankful for. Because what happened was, after that internship, I came back to Villanova, and it was senior year, and it's now December of 1996, and I get a phone call from a guy that was at William & Mary in the same program with me, and he says, turn on the national news right now. Very important, turn it on. And I said, okay, I turn on ABC News. And there, there's, there's one of those court cartoon, like not a cartoon, but ink. And it was, a guy in an orange jumpsuit being led into magistrate court in the Eastern District of Virginia, handcuffed. And it says, Special Agent Earl Pitts of the FBI charged with espionage. And I went, oh, that's unfortunate. Because that was the agent that I was assigned to for the entire summer that I worked with the FBI. And I now just learned that the individual that I spent all this time working with that I had put together several publications that were going to be maintained by the FBI at Quantico, uh, turned out to be an individual that had been a spy first for the Soviet Union. When he worked foreign counterintelligence in New York, the KGB had turned him, and later he continued his activities working for the Russian security force after the Soviet Union had broken up. Roll on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the bigger problem was this. I applied to law schools. I wanted to go to law school, get a law degree, and I wanted to then go back into the FBI. And um, I thought I was being very smart about this, thinking, hey, what would be better than a strong letter of recommendation from an FBI agent? Well, in theory, that was a great idea. When they turn out to be someone indicted for espionage, it's not the greatest idea in the world. What that did for me was it, it taught me an important lesson, and it was something that put me on the career path towards wanting to be a criminal defense attorney, which is what I do now. I've spent the last 14 years defending individuals, uh, indigent and otherwise, in state and federal courts in Pennsylvania and around this region, in all kinds of different crimes, from a DUI up to the most complex white-collar cases that you can imagine. And what I have found during the course of my career is that my sociology degree and my familiarity with the research that is done in sociology has been very important to the cases that I've handled. 
Recently, I was representing a woman charged in federal court that had some significant mental health related issues, and I needed to make an argument in mitigation at sentencing for this woman. And I got on the phone with Dr. Gallagher, and Dr. Gallagher and a group of people here at Villanova put together an entire package of great research and articles and studies that were right on point that I was able to incorporate into a real sentencing memorandum that went to a real federal judge who read them and wanted to talk to me about them during the sentencing hearing. The thing that this judge was most interested in was the research on the correlation between depression and criminality. And it was a scenario where he had never heard a lawyer go into court making a, a macro type of argument, applying it to the micro setting of this particular defendant's life. And it was a very powerful part of the sentencing uh, process. Fortunately, uh, that woman received probation in that case. And I think in large part, it was because of being able to bring not only aspects of that individual's background to the judge's attention, but to be able to back it up with some real research, with findings from real studies. And I've had that happen from a cultural perspective with the defendant who was from Belarus, who was charged in a, a fraud-related case where I was able to make an argument where there was a great study about how business is conducted in that country and in other similar nations, and the way that they perceive how business is to be conducted and whether or not it had any bearing on the, this defendant's criminal intent with respect to that case. Similarly, uh, there are studies that, and papers that are being presented at this conference um, Ashley Nicolel is going to be presenting on violent crime in disadvantaged communities. Well, that information, that type of study, is particularly relevant to a sentencing hearing that I need to do in a racketeering case shortly in federal court here in Philadelphia, where my argument to that judge is that, unfortunately, my client growing up in the impoverished area that he grew up in, in the neighborhood and the gang-related area that he grew up in, had really very little in terms of options to do anything other than where he ended up, and that he was in very large part a product of that environment. Uh, other, Kyle Wallace is presenting on uh, the effects of race, poverty, and education on arrest rates. Another study that has real-world implications for the types of work that I do. And Andrew uh, Schaeferly doing a, a presentation on the effect of mass incarceration on the family. Another factor that certainly can be raised at the time of sentencing for a judge in a real courtroom. So the bottom line is that sociology, the research that you're doing, the research that you've done and the presentations that you're about to make during this conference can, and I suspect will, have real life and real world implications, not just for you, but for others. And if you continue doing this kind of work and you continue doing social research, there's going to be great rewards out there, not just for you personally and perhaps professionally, but for the rest of us as a society. So I applaud each of you for being here today and participating in this conference. I know that you will have a great experience here at Villanova, and I wish all of you the best in the future.